0: We're not head We're not doing any of that. We're sad. Uh, we, it's been a long day, and we needed more of an effort than that. Welcome into the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montilla. Of course, uh, I'm trying to do whatever I can to help the team out with this purple monstrosity on my head. Uh, I'm joined by Mr. Electric, Sean DePaz, and Jesse Friedman, the one and only vice mayor of PHNX, Thunderstick. Uh, he will be here later to join us with some updates from the clubhouse in San Francisco Of course, as you saw, the Arizona Diamondbacks lose game two by a score of four to three. Uh, A frustrating loss considering that the Diamondbacks were up three to nothing. Uh, There were quite a few things that you could say were frustrating in this game. Uh, We definitely thought uh, everybody was back. We thought the boys were back. We thought the defense was back. Things were looking good in this game. We thought Gallon on the road was back. Uh, And Gallon was solid until the final out of the sixth inning. And I think scrolling back up in the chat, Elise might have said it best. Where Zach Gallon did appear that he was going a little bit more for the uh, for the strikeouts instead of pitching the soft contact. Uh, felt like so many three and two counts, and I kind of agree with her on that. Uh, Zach Gallon's line uh, isn't terrible. He didn't have a terrible outing on the road. This isn't one of those days where you would go back uh, and and say that this is entirely on Gallon, but. He was one out from getting the Diamondbacks uh, out, out of uh, of that jam. He got yeah. one out away from the, the game being scoreless, and the Diamondbacks maintaining that three-run lead. Instead, uh, he does give up uh, the, the double and then the home run. Uh, Zach Gallen goes six innings, gives up seven hits, three earned, one walk, six strikeouts. Uh, and it really did feel like this one was a game where – everything for a while there was going the diamondbacks yeah. way until it wasn't and then it, and then it felt wasn't. like
2: nothing was going their way yeah. right i mean this game felt like a microcosm of the entire season especially with the way it ended i mean <laughs> shout out <laughs> Cole uh, Wong. Yeah. He, his name came up today yeah. um if you col Wong, got picked off the end of world series game back when he played for the cardinals that's um, right that's what that's i mean that's how the end of this game reminded me uh but I mean, yeah, it felt like I said it felt like a microcosm of the whole season. The first half was like everything was going pretty well. Galen was he, he was pitching well on the road. It was a good sign. Then obviously you get Lourdes Gurriel to get a home run, which is I mean, from you get home runs from two very unlikely suspects in Lourdes Gurriel and Alec Thomas. Yeah, and you think everything is going your way, and then it felt like all it all of a sudden. The all-star break comes slash the the (laughs) The final third of the sixth inning comes and um Uh, all of a sudden it just every shit hits a fan and it gets bad real fast now you look at you were everything was good and all of a sudden you quite literally you kind of look up you're like oh oh no the game is tied now everything oh oh we're not we're not leading the NL yeah, yeah. West anymore. Yeah. Oh, and oh, oh, oh. There it goes.
0: Um, and Sean's That's not being overreactionary at all, but he did say that they were back uh, and that it was over uh, at least six times. He he declared the season dead. Uh, me, he declared them World Series champions. Uh, things bounced around quite a bit no, around uh, our let office let me, during let this let game. Me,
2: I can read my series of tweets because. Yeah, can you is, please let's go to the is. let's go to your Twitter account? Lourdes Gurriel is back. You cannot stop what is coming. Um, then the boys are back, and then the boys are so effing back. And then I quote tweeted a graphic of the of the Cubs twenty to nine win over the Reds, eat your heart out Cincinnati, and said um, and said Cubs D backs NLCS incoming. NLCS and then I said NLCS. the season is over. Then the and then I said it's so over. And yeah. then I said, I can't believe that just <laughs> happened, LOL, and then I said it's Jover. Um <laughs> Yeah. Not at all overreacting here. We're not all
0: at all Welcome. all over the place Welcome. when it comes to this team right now. <laughs> well, are you
1: are you also being toothpick guy right now? He is the, being fucking show? toothpick. I guess I am. I meant, had um I had we were I was he eating had his illegal fucking
0: music peach. in while
2: he was sitting Listen, here like he was listening to music too cool for school in. dude. He, Listen, he, he I, is ready to wrap, cool wrap this shit up five minutes I after had, we intro the I show. I was eating some illegal peach chips right before the show, which they're delicious, but not a good idea if you got to talk and you know you don't want stuff in your mouth. So I got the toothpick and I kinda just I was Bro, I was phrasing? I unlike others I'm phrasing? not naming names was locked in um when I was when the show was getting started. So I kinda I kinda zoned out, kinda forgot that I had a toothpick and now not naming names. It. There's only me and fucking Damon here. Which one of us? You are you single, singling I didn't say out. either of those names. They, first off, they don't know who else is behind the camera. I there could guess, be a host of people behind
0: the camera. I'm out here by myself. I need someone else to blame. I may or may not have taken a nap during that game. I don't know what's <laughs> going on anymore. Look, uh, I want you now guys to sound the off. Now to for the record. Yeah, the toothpick is your too full Scott Hall. I mean, unless guy, unless of you, you throw it in my face <laughs> or Sean's <laughs> That's face. That's yeah, the only I'm, acceptable answer. Guy now. You
1: better have one at all times. Yeah. Okay. It's a persona I mean, you
0: have to live up to.
2: I Remind me for the next one. Oh, year, this is not great. No, I, don't, I don't like
0: toothpick guys showing up. But here's what I will say is that uh, you guys are free to sound off. We want to hear who you blame for this loss. But uh, I've seen a lot of – I've seen this. I've seen this a lot. Oh, Hazen didn't want to trade for a starting pitcher. Was Was this starting pitcher going to take
2: Zach Gallon's role in the rotation? And also,
0: Can we, we fucking pump our brakes we know about for what a we're fact, mad about well, right now? I mean, now?
2: assuming that we're taking Gambo's word as gospel, which we have no reason not to um, – we know damn well that they were in on, they wanted starting pitchers. They did. It's not like, so to say right. that to blame, if you're going to say you're blame Hazen, you can't say he didn't try. Yeah. Um, if you want to argue that he maybe should have given up the farm for insert pitcher here. Sure. Um, then that's a different argument, but you can't say didn't try.
0: There's a lot of talk about blaming it on Christian Walker. Who's been very cold. Uh, Corbin Carroll yeah. has also been very cold. Uh, you're good, You're not wrong about that. Um, guys go through slumps. It's no surprise that, that Corbin Carroll, uh, is, is having some sort of slump because this guy has just been incredible. And it's an inevitability sometimes in baseball. It's the reason why it's so hard at times to pick who's going to be the rookie of the year because these guys that are very good tend to get up to the major league level and struggle until they can adapt. The Diamondbacks have too many guys kind of struggling still to adapt to their roles. They still have uh, some questions about their bullpen, to be honest. Uh, I'm not going to say Zach Gallin, uh wasn't responsible because, yeah, he was, uh, again, one one out one pitch yeah.
2: essentially away from getting out of it, scoreless. Uh, yeah, that, um, that, that, that's one of the things where it's, I, it's, it. I feel like it hurts a lot more because of the way it happened. Mm-hmm. And like if, if Zach Gallon had given up three runs over six innings on the road, uh, you'd be like, okay, that's. I, I mean, not good. You want better from him, but, but it's not a disaster. It's like not we've a seen from Zach Gallin on um, the road, but I mean, the way it happened was disastrous for damn sure. Um,
0: Miguel, Ga- Miguel Castro did give up the go-ahead run in the following inning. Miguel Castro. Uh, Miguel Castro, who has not. We want to talk about guys that have not been good lately. He has not been good <laughs> lately. Uh, Miguel Castro started the season through June 2nd. This is courtesy of our friend Jack Summers. Uh, he, uh, through June 2nd, uh, he, in 25 and a third innings pitch, had a 2.13 ERA, 22 strikeouts, and one home run allowed. Since June 2nd, in 19 innings pitched, he has a 6.63 ERA, 14 strikeouts, and 5 home runs allowed. So it feels like Miguel Castro uh, is not really effective out of the bullpen. And uh, of course, that's kind of the key this year. The Diamondbacks bullpen continues to struggle to be able to hold games scoreless. Uh, I we, we were talking about it, right? Uh, we come in here, uh, these guys are all blaming Zach Gallon, and I lost my shit. At what point... Does a major league bullpen uh, not get blamed, not get not not be the focal point when they can't hold a single game scoreless like I know they did once. I know yesterday they were pretty good, but 22 out of the last 24 games, they've at least given up one earned run or more. And in most cases, it's more Uh, tonight. It was a critical one that allowed the San Francisco Giants. A,
2: i mean at a certain point this is just like you gotta this is you gotta live with reality like you can get mad at the, the bullpen all you want but if they're giving up a run every game you gotta you can <laughs> they're giving up a run every game they get a, go, do more do more uh, offense right like, like more they, they, offense. They, they, hit the ball more yeah like it, like they, you, That's not you can't make the base running mistakes that you made you can't and I mean Sure, the bullpen going... What do you say, 20 for 21? It was like 22 out of their last 24. They've given up at least one and run of Like That's unacceptable, obviously. I'm not trying to sit here and necessarily excuse the bullpen for being dog shit. But, like, I I think the reality is is that you... Like, this is what the team is at this point. You got to... (laughs) <laughs> you yeah. got to you got to deal with that, I guess. I mean, yeah, I, I'm just saying, though, it's one of the things that when you start
0: to look at what's costing the team and where yeah. things are, where, you know, it's hard for them to, you know, it's it's a trickle down effect. Right. It's hard for them to constantly think about coming back when the deficit continues to get bigger. It's hard for them to come back when they feel the game was tied and they had a chance to win it and the bullpen blows it and gives up the run so that they go ahead There's just a lot of things there. And, again, when we talk about the way that some of the guys are struggling, right, like Christian Walker, Corbin Carroll, a lot of that is just pressing, right, Mm. just feeling too much pressure, putting too much pressure on yourself in each at-bat to go out there and get the job done and not just trying to get a hit, not trying to get the ball in play. It's almost like what, again, what we said earlier about Zach Gallon going out there and, and worrying so much about the strikeout or trying to, you know, Uh, finesse the guys in a way instead of just trying to pitch to contact a bit and get out of the inning but uh, the offense did make some big mistakes today yeah Yeah, they had they had a nice little run there with some solo homers but as far as you know adding to the lead or getting that lead back uh, they they made the two biggest mistakes late in the game Jace Peterson got gets his first hit uh, for the Diamondbacks gets on base with a leadoff Single yeah. and then immediately gets caught no stealing reason. in the eighth. Like in
2: that situation, with no outs, you why are we? we need, what are we doing? We need the base runner, man. We, yeah, like, we, we need just run. We, we
0: just needed to get the run in, Uh and then obviously the biggest mistake is Raldo Perdomo oh, man, oh, getting man. picked off at first there to Whoa. end the game.
2: That right? I mean that. Yeah, that just that simply just cannot happen. You can't, and yeah. I mean he got back picked. Like you get that 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 cannot happen. Rookie catcher, I believe, too. Yeah. Is that rookie catcher, Patrick Bailey. Yep. And I mean, not like Rodolfo Perdomo's is a season vet, but still, that that cannot happen at a major league level. It's- that never happened to me in little league. I never that didn't happen <laughs> to me growing up. Well, and they
0: pointed out on the broadcast. I mean, it's just his reaction. Essentially, it's yeah. not like he was far off the base. They just they got him. They just got him. And I mean, in this he case. You you just can't not be paying attention like that. You can't ex- you can't not expect a, you know, catcher to try to get that out. Yeah. You know, we saw tonight a game where we had a walk-off buck and the Mets lose due to a walk-off buck due to a weird situation where they tried to call time without a timeout left and a uh, they had a pitch problem calm, with yeah. the pitchcom system. Uh there's, you know, uh again, not not a lot of people are, are are sad that the Mets lost. And I don't even think the Mets are sad that the Mets lost. Yeah, but at honestly. this point, uh, yeah we don't we don't Have want to see games lose like this scherzer,
2: the quotes from scherzer about his conversations with the front office about how they were like yeah we're not even we don't even plan on winning next year they're like it's this is a couple years down the road probably t- maybe 2025 probably 2026 that we're looking to be contenders and i was like oh you know uh, that's makes sense why you want it out that's next. that's
0: just absolutely wild to me because that <laughs> is know. the type of perspective or outlook I would expect from this franchise. There's on the Arizona back. Well, it's also not like, a team like the Mets that went out and spent as much
2: as they did this yeah, but past I mean it's also like I got. mean it's also what happens when you spend a shit ton of money without really going through that you skip a bunch of steps. You spend right. a shit ton of money right. and it blows up in your face. You're like, "Ah, not going to make that mistake again. I guess I got to do this the right way." If you say um if you say
0: skip the steps 3 times, uh dnbr nuggets fans will pop up in our podcast feed so i mean that's always a fun <laughs> thing skip to say the step, but skip the steps don't the do step. it stop it no anyway um yeah scherzer did go scorched earth on the mets of course um nicholas gruders wants to talk about how bad carson kelly is oh my i don't i don't i don't want to but you're you're <laughs> not so somebody had a tweet that said basically carson kelly's bad at everything right now and that's that it couldn't be more accurate uh Carson Kelly hitting 167 with a 406 OPS. Uh, how is he still getting at bats on a major league team? Well, right now, it's due to a lack of catchers. It's due to a lack of bodies. Right now, it's because, uh, you know, uh, our, our Gabby, Gabby Moreno is is injured, right? If we can get this guy back, hopefully things look better because Moreno, uh, for a guy that wasn't going to be our full-time catcher, was going to share time with Carson Kelly, uh, has pretty much... Won that job fairly decisively, so I don't know what the Diamondbacks do with Carson Kelly when all of this is said and done because
2: he just—he's got such a long body, dude. He's so tall and lanky. Every time he stands up from behind the home plate, it makes me uncomfortable. He just, he's just—he's just tall made people, a lot of mistakes like long lately. torso people should not be allowed to be catchers because then the chest protector Goofy. when they stand up is just like at like the they're like third rib and it looks like it's meant for a toddler. Yeah, Go- yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, uh, he's definitely not our king snake of the game. No. But our king snake of the game is that purple-haired menace himself, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Uh, for hitting his first home run uh, in in almost a month. July seventh was the last time Lourdes Gurriel I was a different age. Hit a home run. Then. You were a whole different age. I was a whole different age. How old were you time? when twenty four? Twenty four back when yeah. he hit his last home yeah. run? So long ago. I'm, a, uh, I'm so well much, into year 25. Now. You're you're so much wiser now yeah. since that last Hunters. home run. I got a toothpick now. Yeah, you're a toothpick guy. You got a gimmick, basically. Yeah,
2: I got a thing at 25.
0: It looks in this picture like he's praying to the king snake. Like he is like. <laughs> I'll praise the. I'll hail, all hail the king snake.
2: Maybe if we prayed to the king snake a little more, we'd have <laughs> a better that, offense. This, this is the the prey. You got you to uh, cross the arms like that. I don't know.
0: I don't know, but. Uh, I will say thank you guys for being here right now on the PHNX uh, YouTube channel. If you are a Diamondbacks fan, you suffer through that, and you somehow want more baseball, God bless you. Thank you for being here. Make sure to subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. Uh, Leave us a thumbs up just to let let us know you're an actual human being here watching and not a bot. Uh, Also, if you're listening on the audio podcasting side, please subscribe to us there as well. Leave us a review. We always appreciate, uh, you know, the feedback, but uh, Elise is absolutely right. Cattell Homer number 100 was a close runner up for sure. Uh Cattell continues to be, honestly, yeah, at this point it's the, like, the spark plug in this team that, that really doesn't have much else he's going on near, offensively. Uh,
2: not to say that he's as good as Devin Booker was at basketball, but for us, I feel like he's damn near at, at Devin Booker status. where he has, He's got to do something special to, to earn it. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, yeah. I guess home run 100. Is home run 100, yeah.
0: On. We 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 probably fall asleep at the wheel with that one. We were just so happy that Lourdes is back. Was back. Was, uh, yeah, and, I
2: mean, none of us have our hair styled after that of Cattell Martez, so um lord is showing up finally yeah. is i i probably could you definitely could um but i don't think so i don't have that much i don't have this like you got to have a certain amount of money to to pull off hair like that fair because you got to have everything that goes with it and i don't got everything that goes with yeah it.
0: there's a lot of chains involved and stuff uh, a pretty nice car yeah. um that does have expired and, tags. you know like an
2: mlb contract like being a professional athlete helps yeah
0: that's true i am um, not that the Diamondbacks did win a baseball game yesterday, oh, which we have they not they really know, talked you about. Be like, no, they didn't. No, they really did. Yes, I, I know it's hard yes. to believe, but they did win a baseball game yesterday. Oh, and hours ago, Uh part of that is Ryan Nelson was pretty damn good in that baseball game. He went six and two thirds innings, uh, gave up five hits, two earned runs, three walks, and one strikeout. One strikeout part doesn't instill a lot of confidence uh, in Tom, Ryan Nelson. But I will say Ryan Nelson uh, is part of the starting rotation. And considering that we didn't see the Diamondbacks make a move for a starting pitcher, uh, he will be a part of the starting rotation. Kind of has yeah. to be uh, him. Tommy Henry, Zach Davies, Brandon Fott. they some combination of these guys needs to make up the back end of the starting rotation for the Arizona Diamondbacks yeah. but uh, i guess with an outing like he had in game 1 does it give you confidence about his place in the starting rotation and, and considering we know that yes he 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 has his bad outings every now and again but it feels like Ryan Nelson has been able to be at
2: least somewhat stable for this team i mean it's it's the home road splits man i don't it's it's, it's wild it's right too it's too much wild for me he's so
0: good on the road to and say it's just that, crazy like,
2: I am I confident in him it's it is genuinely a different answer depending on where the game is being played at this point. The sample size is too large. He's bad at home, really good on the road. Yep. I don't understand it. Uh, um, so if we're on the road like they were yesterday obviously um then I'm all in. I yeah and I, I think in general like you're asking a guy in the back of your lineup to to give you very like I think reality, like I think you've seen performances from Ryan Nelson at the back of the lineup that were better than what you would expect from a back of the lineup pitcher yeah at times um and if you can get that basically every time he's not pitching at home um i think you i think you would take that like in general if you're just asking like hey every other game basically he's pitching above average um i think you could live with that so i, I mean again i am not i'm not trying to Flip flop because like I said before the trade deadline, I do think I don't think they're necessarily like in a position to I don't think this rotation is good enough for them to like do damage in the postseason. Um but um in general, like I think Ryan Nelson can be a, a pretty effective. He's gonna be better than Zach Davies. I'll yeah. Say that. Yeah. That's a good that's a good point. Uh there's discussion in the chat
0: about Austin Adams mm-hmm. getting hurt. Austin Adams did take a line drive off of, I believe, his right leg yeah, is yeah, like right, calf right, right, above, ankle, his ankle, right yeah. above his ankle um we hope he's all right too because man that th- like the, the the way the way that he just stopped like just
2: signified to me how much pain he that was, was in. yeah that was like, like a certain like he didn't even swear or nothing yeah like and and i i would argue that he is the single toughest man on the face of the planet um I think he's probably tougher than literally he anybody else. Broke, broke
0: something, and, and then it, just stood there like he, he did, just kind of hunched over the way you would. He, he,
2: uh, he you saw up that up man put past. his arms over other people and hobble off of the field. Yeah, that was. I mean, jokes aside, like yeah, it. it he, I do. He does seem like a pretty tough fucking dude. No, for he him to get rocked does. like yeah, that and no. have to come out of the game, it's definitely pretty concerning. Um, I mean. It, yeah, I mean, from a baseball perspective, it's not, not like he was, you know, our closer or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, no, no, so, I, I get you um, on that. But, but I is mean, definitely. Trey, Trey Jameson, Tommy Henry. Yeah, like, Zach it's not, it is, it is mean, tough to, be, to see a body go down yeah. uh, in, with this pitching staff, regardless of who it is. So, uh, uh, Well, the,
0: Dim- the Diamondbacks did send down uh, Peter Strzelecki, their new uh, relief pitcher that they just got. Yeah, see all on so that. if he does spend time uh on on the il they could recall peter strislecki you also have carlos vargas and justin martinez which are all on the current 40-man roster so those most likely would be the options to go to um and now we know that the trade deadline has come and gone so we know that honestly there there's nobody else really coming to save yeah. the arizona diamondbacks they could look to the miners they could look to call someone up but at this point uh it feels like They will not be doing that. Uh, Also, Tommy Pham right now is currently technically uh, in the minors as well for the Arizona Diamondbacks, so just an interesting thing in regards to that. As far as roster moves go, uh, Paul Seawald and Jace Peterson were both uh, activated and available tonight. Jace Peterson played. Uh, Joe Mantiply was recalled from AAA Reno. Paul Seawald famously did not play despite uh we wanted it so bad we had it we wanted we wanted to see it so bad we were we were we were i mean we might be even at fault for that we were just i mean we all are for our everybody jesse sent us a
2: text about how nice it would be to see it i said that i said that gallon was shoving we all we were all we all bought in we all messed up and we have to all take responsibility for that together in this guy.
0: Okay, anyway, that's that's crazy. Yeah, no, that is crazy. I, but I, it's crazy you want to share responsibility with the rest. of Ladies us, but and gentlemen, your mayor. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. That's what that's what who I do. Who stands right? for nothing? That's, that's what politicians stands, for, for, not a, They just throw nothing. people
1: yeah. under the bus yeah. for their own careers. I mean, I, I unbelievable.
0: Could, I, I could talk about how good the bullpen was last night. We you want to talk about that? Yeah. No. Do we not care anymore? Oh, Hitless oh. in four and one thirds innings of work. Hitless. Pretty so good. I don't know wh- who that bullpen was and this bullpen was, but the only run that scored was the ghost runner after two walks and a wild pitch happened uh, Kevin Ginkle absolutely got robbed on a fucking strike three call uh this umpire deserves to be arrested and thrown in jail and I know he's usually the king of hyperbole on these things but if you take a look no, at this call I, I think you will all agree that this umpire deserves to be
2: found arrested and charged with some sort of fraud uh for this yeah I didn't see this pitch live so I looked at my phone and I was like oh mm. no oh, okay the app messed up mm. I thought the app most certainly messed up, um, but no, 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 not at all. Uh, ended
0: up costing the Divingbacks run and nearly the game, but the Diamondbacks do win that game in extra innings and 11 uh, offense was fairly non-existent last night as well. Offense continues to be fairly non-existent in this game. They, they had the dingers and of course, They were nice, but, um, yeah, the Diamondbacks just couldn't muster up much, uh, which is becoming a problem, and which is also why Tommy Pham is coming to save the day. And, again, uh, very excited to finally be joined by the one and only Jesse Freeman to talk about Tommy Pham uh, joining this team uh, and maybe giving some sort of uh, jolt uh, to the offense. Uh, Did did Jesse go away? Where's
1: Jesse? Jesse!
0: Jesse. Welcome, sir. There I am. Uh, this one was a bit heartbreaking tonight, my friend.
1: Yeah, uh, tough, tough to see it end the way that it did, right? Uh, Geraldo yeah. Perdomo getting picked off of first base. That's that's not that's no way for a, a playoff team to to be ending a game. And Patrick Bailey, the San Francisco Giants catcher. I don't know if he's the second coming of Buster Posey, but <laughs> the man has an arm. Uh and the Diamondbacks tested it probably way too much in this game. He threw out two attempted base stealers. Uh and then of course he got Haroldo Perdomo there. I'm sure you guys have already talked about it. Um but Tory coming out and saying, you know, can't happen times infinity talking about that play, you know, that's a that, that's a fairly strong statement and obviously He's right. I mean, that's something that you just can't have happen at this level. And, uh, you know, even if Perdomo doesn't get picked off first, who's to say what happens from there? But the optics were were very poor on that play.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the it's it's the classic. You can't let a game end on, on that. Right, like... On the base path. That's the base path thing just can't happen. And, of course, the the other thing that the broadcast pointed out was it wasn't even like Perdomo was really caught trying to take a few extra feet or had a big lead or something. It just felt like it was his reaction. Uh, It was a, a great play by Patrick Bailey, and it was a really shitty way to lose a baseball game when it felt like they at least had a chance. Now, Christian Walker, we all know, has not been very good as of late, but... Uh, I think we all would have loved to see Christian Walker at least make that final out instead of Perdomo, right? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, this has kind of been a running trend for the Diamondbacks for a while where they're just making these uncharacteristic mistakes or mistakes, at least that we thought were uncharacteristic. Now they've, they've become so commonplace in the last few weeks that I don't know if you can really even still say that this is uncharacteristic. Like this is kind of the team the Diamondbacks have been for a while where, uh, they just have made a lot of mistakes on, on the base paths. And, uh, you know, we saw that again today. Ultimately, again, I don't know if the game necessarily came down to that, but the Diamondbacks are, 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 I don't think they're quite at the point of, you know, being able to be so much better than opposing teams where, you know, they can afford to make those little mistakes. They, they've been a team when they were good, where they had to do all of those little things right in order to, uh, you know, stay in the position that they were in. And we just haven't seen that version of this team in a while.
0: One thing we 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 can say isn't to blame tonight is the Diamondbacks not hitting with runners in scoring position because they didn't have any runners <laughs> in scoring position in this game, Jesse. Uh, and again, we talked about the offense and, you know, needing some sort of injection of life. Tommy Pham has been added to this roster and gives the Diamondbacks an option for a right-handed bat, as well as just some versatility for Torrey Lavallo to go to. Uh, so what are your thoughts about what Tommy Pham brings to this team, and and uh, could they maybe maybe have needed him and used him a little bit tonight?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess you, you never know what happens in this game if, if Tommy Pham is, is in the lineup, I guess. Um, he. I, I think it's a pretty big acquisition for the Diamondbacks. This offense has really needed a jolt for a while, and I know we uh, we tweeted out his baseball savant page. Uh, early we got it the right day. here. Yeah, the the there's a lot of red. There's a lot of red on on this thing for Tommy Fam. So uh, his average exit velo, I believe, is up over 93 miles an hour, which I think is is far and away the highest of any Diamondbacks player now with him in the fold. Um, that's this, not Tommy Fam. That, that's Lourdes. That's Lourdes's. Oh, that's there's Lourdes. Tommy Fam. Oh wow. Yeah, it's a it's a huge difference.
2: Yeah, that's why I, I that's why I wanted Lourdes in here because when you compare it to Lourdes Guriels, one of them looks let's, a lot prettier than the other. Let's do a
0: little back and forth there, Damon. Can we go a little back and forth between those two? I mean, my goodness. Uh yeah, yeah they, things are things are great for Lourdes, but things are pretty good for Tommy Pham and yeah, yeah I mean as far a as a rep. step up. Uh that 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 definitely seems like a step up for them as far as a right-handed corner outfielder.
1: Yeah, I mean, and even when Lourdes was at his best earlier in the year, I don't know if you ever saw this much red on no. his baseball savant page. So, uh, it's really impressive. I mean, Tommy Pham is 35 years old, and uh, from everything I've heard, an outstanding clubhouse presence, a really hard worker, uh, you know, the kind of guy that I, I think others will, will gravitate towards. So, Um, yeah, you know, a huge addition for the Diamondbacks theoretically. And I I don't think he's necessarily just just a platoon guy. I think there's a good chance you see him in there pretty regularly against righties as well.
0: He's putting up some of his best offensive numbers since 2019. And that was on a Mets team that wasn't really doing very much. And honestly, a Mets team that wasn't relying on Tommy Pham to be a big offensive presence, at least in theory, based on the roster that they had. But he was honestly, one of their better offensive players. So I feel like even though a lot of Diamondbacks fans are kind of discounting this move, that Tommy Pham really could be a difference maker for this team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when it's all said and done, you know, Paul Seawald is great. But as you saw tonight, a closer is only great if you can mm. get to him, if you actually have a lead for him to protect yeah. in the ninth inning. Um, and, you know, hopefully the Diamondbacks are still able to find those situations down the stretch. But for a guy like Tommy Pham, you know, he has an opportunity to have an impact on this team day in and day out. Uh, you know, I expect him to, to play pretty regularly, as I said before. So who knows? Maybe maybe Tommy Pham is actually the biggest uh, the biggest move that the Diamondbacks, uh, you know, made at this trade deadline when it's all said and done.
0: I mean, you said that, like, you don't really know if Tommy Pham would have made a difference. But let's be honest. Uh, Jock Peterson might not have even opted to show up to the baseball stadium if Tommy Pham was in the lineup tonight. Jesse, uh, fantasy football season is right around the corner. He doesn't want any of that smoke. So I'm just saying you never know how these trades
2: can ultimately impact baseball games but we got a fantasy league coming i'm gonna i'll I'll go tommy fam on somebody if i have to yeah
0: i'm gonna we're playing jesse this year jesse's in the (laughs) league and i can't wait i can't wait to slap the shit out of
2: jesse (laughs) once something goes wrong in this fantasy league but
1: i know i know nothing about football so uh it's such a lie it's such a lie i'm gonna be I don't know much. I i have not the Cardinals have been so miserably terrible in yeah, the last know, couple but, of but years no, that no, I i have like hardcore pH. disengaged. So I'm gonna be heavily relying on uh the PHNX D backs Discord in order to help me <laughs> out. I feel like uh, Hey, no, 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 no,
2: not no, no, I'm not no, 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 They. no, 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 i'm no, well. no, our Discord to your advantage. Uh, anyway,
0: uh, I'm sure the clubhouse mood wasn't great tonight, but you got a chance to talk to Paul Seawald and uh, Jace Peterson and things before the game. Uh, what was, what was the mood with those guys? How did they feel about joining this team? And and what were your thoughts on on meeting uh, the newest members of the team?
1: Paul Seawald is is a great interview. Uh, the kind of guy that I think fans will really, really, really like. Um, uh, we posted a, a clip of him on, on social media where, uh, I, I asked him during, during that interview, you know, what, what is it about your fastball that allows it to play so well up in the strike zone? It only averages 92 miles an hour. Uh, and so he talked about, you know, how he's, he's made some adjustments in the last few years that, that have led to that, um, and, uh, and yeah, he basically talked about how one of his favorite things is to blow a 90 or 91-mile-an-hour fastball by guys and just have them look up at the scoreboard and be wondering what the heck just happened. And that's kind of what he's done. It's not it's not rocket science with Seawald. He's throwing this fastball up in the zone over and over and over again, and he's throwing his, his slider sweeper pitch down in the zone. Uh, guys know what's coming, and they just can't hit it anyway. And that's kind of exactly what you're looking for in a closer is pitches that are just so good that hitters just have no answer for them even if they know exactly what's coming and i think paul seawald is is going to be that guy and uh, yeah i mean just getting to meet him for the first time just uh very very friendly and and like i said earlier a guy i think fans are really going to enjoy
0: are we being overly critical about the importance of this series i know we sent you out there uh, to san francisco so that kind of immediately shows our hand a bit but uh this this feels like uh, this this series especially after tonight's loss really really can be kind of the the final tipping point we've talked about other you know kind of measurements and and things along the way but this one feels very very critical for this team
1: yeah i don't i wouldn't want to be like overly dramatic i mean you still have two months of baseball left to play but it is really important i mean the diamondbacks have been as we've been talking about kind of in a free fall here for for about a month just not at all playing uh nearly as well as we saw in the first couple months of the season and i mean if if they continue to play like they have over the last month for another week or two like yeah you're talking about a team that's sort of well outside of the wild card picture at that point so I don't want to make it sound like you know the D-backs have to win this series or have to split this series or, or the season is over or anything like that. But the way this team is trending, I think it's really important that they get some momentum back and got a little bit of it yesterday but then gave some of that back today.
0: In those two months, I feel like I can count on one hand the series that I feel more confident about outside of uh, the upcoming series with the Twins, two series with the Rockies, A series against the Mets and a series against the White Sox. You say that, but we got swept by the Mets. I'm saying. I mean, that like, if I'm if I'm being honest, outside of those series, everybody else is a contender. Everybody else is a good team. You got the Cubs playing absolutely out of their minds, coming in the final you know, month, you got the Astros where the Diamondbacks wrap up their season against, you got the Orioles coming to town, you have two more series with the Dodgers, you have to play the Reds, you have to play the Rangers, you have to play the top Padres twice, like there are a lot of tough series coming up, and I don't want to, you know, start panicking about, you know, any of this, but like, again, uh, this, th- this series feels like the beginning of just kind of, you know, a gauntlet that they have to run here of, of playing very, very good teams. What we've seen so far this season is that they have not been very good against very good teams. So that's the thing that should, I mean, that doesn't give me a lot of confidence going forward.
1: That was the narrative early in the season, right? The D-backs were just kind of running over the the Rockies and the Tigers and the Royals and, you know, feeling pretty good about themselves. And rightfully so. I mean, they were were taking care of business against some of the not – not as good teams around the league that's what you're supposed to do but they didn't really prove themselves against the better teams in the league early in the season I know they started off pretty well against the Dodgers and the Padres in that first couple weeks of the year but outside of that they didn't really demonstrate much against some of the better teams in the league you know while they were so hot over the first few months of the year and you're right like looking forward this schedule it, it feels kind of ridiculous it's not that all of these teams are you know, in in the World Series, you know they're not World Series favorites necessarily. They're not top two or three teams in the league, but a lot of these teams, pretty much all of them, are are in the mix for the playoffs. They're significantly better teams than the kinds of of teams that the Diamondbacks were beating early in the season, and. I think that's a big takeaway from this year. Like, there is a huge gap between playing the Tigers or the Royals and playing even teams just like the Giants, who aren't that great. They are flawed in their own ways, but the Giants are just a way better team than, you know, who the D backs are beating up on earlier in the year.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Well, uh, Jesse, we will be back tomorrow with another post game show. So Jesse will be joining us in the meantime. Make sure to follow Jesse on Twitter uh, at Jesse and Friedman. That's F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N. Uh, and you can keep up to date on everything going on with the Diamondbacks. Of course, more from the clubhouse and everything else. Jesse, um, good luck with the Seagulls out there. Make sure to eat plenty of good food. I like at least one lobster roll. Don't miss your flight now. tomorrow. Don't Is it miss tomorrow your flight or Thursday. Or Thursday. No, it's Thursday.
2: Thursday. Don't miss your flight Thursday. It's Don't miss Thursday. your flight. I'll remind you not to miss it. Remember, your uh, fly, flying home over baseball. I know you
0: I know you'd rather choose the other <laughs> way, but we want you home over staying until the end of the
1: baseball game. I mean, honestly, you guys sort of control that because the last thing I'm going to do on Thursday before catching my flight is hopping on our post-game show. So well, if you I miss not my miss, flight, You better it's not miss your, your damn
2: flight for our show. Yeah, that's We can take crazy. care of it. Well, then Dick Mountain has been traded. There's yeah. no jokes to be made. I
0: mean, we can make It'll be okay. Dick Mountain jokes without you here, so <laughs> that would be fine as well. But, uh Jesse, take care. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, see you guys. Um, well, that's all we got for today. We've we've we are all baseballed out uh for this yeah. day, and we will go forward, of course. Hopefully we get to p- see Paul Seawald tomorrow's game. Uh make his first close for the Arizona Diamondbacks because we need to see him throw a baseball. Uh in the meantime, you can also follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. This absolute maniac next to me is at Sean underscore pause The be. maniac behind the Mac. Uh, he is Damon and he is at Damon Dog with the DAWG. Of course, we are Damon's dogs. (laughs) Uh, Make sure to follow us at phnx underscore D-backs, but of course, all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys so much for being Arizona Diamondbacks fans and being with us here tonight. Uh, Except that one uh Giants fan in the comments no but That's okay real quick us. I
2: respect it though saying Patrick yeah. Bailey is better than anyone on the DMX yeah. not named no. Corbin Carroll like at least you recognize at that you Corbin, recognize Corbin
0: Carroll is different but at I least still, he's
2: di- at least you recognize uh, that. I mean you're still wrong but at least yeah. you recognize Corbin yeah different. whatever but
0: uh, it's, it's only because our other Dodger troll isn't here tonight so we appreciate you being here too I guess but uh we appreciate you guys always being here on behalf of this crew we thank you for your time and remember kids baseball is fun but it's so much more fun when you don't end the game getting picked off at first fucking base.